I'm going to read two verses of Scripture. And what I'm, what I'm going to read, I'll explain here in a little bit, but it's something that, well, I'll, I'll just, something that God's been dealing with me about. And um, I love when God deals with us and when God is able to get into our hearts. The 12th chapter of Hebrews, I'm just, the first two verses, we've read these many times, all of us have. And it, it opens up, it says, wherefore, verse 1, wherefore connects us with chapter 11, which we have called the chapter of the heroes of faith. I got to thinking the last several days, all these people mentioned in Hebrews 11, man, they've gone through some tough stuff. There was, now, there's, some, there's a lot of victories here, but they went through some tough stuff. And Paul, after telling us about the difficulties, he said, wherefore, with that, Seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. In verse 2, looking unto Jesus, we've read it, the author and the finisher of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, before I read a scripture, God began to deal with me. And I'm going to talk for the next just a little bit. And trust me, the alarm will go off at the right time, and I have to cl close because we're here. At the precious sound of children. <laughs> I want to talk to us, and I and I'm, I'm part of me almost didn't even want to bring a subject, but just put for point of remembrance. My subject is it isn't finished yet. Okay? I think it was somewhere in the neighborhood of two weeks ago. I was praying for several needs. We've got a lot of needs within our church. We have some very serious needs. We have We've had job situations. We've just a lot of things. And then I also found myself, I've, I've been inundated the last couple of weeks with calls. It has amazed me how many people from other churches, but how many people are going through some extremely difficult times right now, whether it's physical, whatever it may be. I've had pastor friends calling me asking me to pray for them. I've had 
saints from other places calling. We need prayer. So I was praying. If you don't want me to pray for you, and please, if you don't have a problem, please don't ask me to pray. Because I'm going to pray. And when you get an answer, if you don't tell me you got an answer so I can quit praying, I'm going to come haunt you. But as I was praying, the first thing that, and I can vividly, I, I mean, just two weeks ago, but it seemed, I, I was just in a, my prayer time and just talking to God. The first thing that, as I was thinking, and Lauren was on my mind and some others, the first thing was, I know God answers prayer. That's not a question. That's not a debate. That's not, I wonder, I hope. I know God answers our prayers. And I've always, I've done this for years. I always pray when, when I know someone's going through something. I pray my first prayer, even before I pray for healing, I pray that God would send peace. I heard today Brother Mahaney was preaching the Landmark Conference in Stockton, California, the day service. It's going on. If you want to enjoy, you can go home tonight and you can watch. Go on YouTube or Facebook at CLC Stockton. Their service are two hours behind. But I listened to Brother Mahaney this morning uh, he did the 9.30 session, and so it was 11.30 here. And he made a statement that kind of it went along with what I was thinking. He said, and he said the Lord moved on him when he was going through, I guess, this recent bout with cancer. And he said, I was praying, God... He'd had, his, his son had just died, his 38-year-old son. Several years earlier, a grandson had died. You know, he was, now he's battling cancer, and they said very aggressive. But it's, thank God, it seems everything's under control. But he said, it was during that I prayed, God, do you hear me? You know, I'm sorry, but we've all been there sometime. He said immediately, the Lord said, he said, I'm telling you, he hit me. He said, when I was in the boat, he said, the waves did not wake me. The wind did not wake me. Said the water that was overflowing did not wake me. He said, but when my disciples came and they said, Master, he said, that woke me. And then he said, the Lord stood, as we know, and said, peace, be still. But he made a comment. I don't know, Brother Brett, 
if I'm wrong in this with the grammar, you leave me alone. Okay? I rebuke you in Jesus' name before it even starts. Uh, he said when Jesus stood up, he said, peace, comma, be still. He said the comma was a pause. Now take it however you want, but it, it hit me. The peace was for the disciples. Comma. Then he looked at the wind, said, be still. Sometimes before we ever get an answer from God, we have to be open to the peace that God brings our way. The peace the apostles said that passes understanding. I've often, I always pray for people when we're going through, when, when we first got word, the beginning, when all this started with Lauren, my prayer was peace on that family. Then I began to pray for healing. So that's what I had done. Now, I don't remember when all this, when exactly how this happened, when I was praying about this and I was praying over these needs, I don't remember if I spoke it or if I just thought it. But it came out somewhere. And Tara, you've been there, girl. It came out of my mind or out of my mouth. God, why? I'm looking at these needs. I'm looking at people that are hanging on. I'm, look, I'm not talking about people that, that, that hate God. I'm talking about people who love God, but, and they're doing everything that they know to do. They're holding on, and, and boom, 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 boom. I mean, and I remember, God, Why? I no more express that than I instantly felt. I'm not going to say I heard, but I instantly felt I'm not finished yet. I'm not finished yet. And from there it went on, are you going to trust me? I'm talking about I'm standing there by myself going through all this. And then I began to, it just overwhelmed me. I heard you. I know. But I'm still working it out. Sometimes, and I'm not going to get into, this, this could have been a multi-lengthy message if I would have done everything I wanted to, but sometimes when God has his hand on us, for whatever reason we're going through. Number one, don't you ever doubt, but he knew it before you were there. He could have prevented it before you went through. For whatever reason, he's allowing you to endure it, to get through it, and the ultimate is there's going to be a reason, and when he's finished, you're going to be able to stand and say, I can make it. Something's happened. 
See, we have to understand the value of this work. The value. It's not always what it is saying. And again, I could, I could go into details of a lot of things. It's not always what is being said. I've got to look at why we have been given sometimes what we've been given. Why is this here? We, when I look at the why, we hold to the truth. And this to me is, is vitally important. Of everything that happens in my life, everything, I thank God. I've, I've prayed for my wife. I've prayed for Bethany, uh, the stuff that they've gone through. And just recently, my wife, we thought she was going through another hand surgery. And right now, things are looking good. We're gonna, and I give God praise and all of that. And I pray for healing in their lives. I pray for healing. One of the greatest things I could hear in my life would be that, Lauren, there's cancer-free and all that. And I give God praise. That's all vital. But the main thing that I need to see in God is I've got to be saved. I'd rather be saved a broken individual but saved than to be a whole and to be lost. I'd rather go through whatever it is I have to go through. I don't want the giants. You can do all you want about Dave and the giant. I don't want a giant. If you do, I don't want to hang out with you. But I don't want that going on in my world. I don't want to go through a time of famine. I don't, I don't want these things. But I want to be saved. And whatever's coming, the main purpose that I've got to look at in the Word of God is that I might be saved. You read it. And I, I, I could, I could go, talk about dozens, but these are just the two that came to my mind. After Naaman was healed of leprosy, what was his words? Now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You saying your leprosy brought you in contact to understand who God was? Yes, that's what I'm saying. If it wasn't for the leprosy, Naaman would have not worshipped the Lord God of Israel. And the widow who had fed the prophet and the oil and the meal did not fail. Her son dies and she's broken, but she's given her son back with life. And then she says, now I know. Now I know. Sometimes, sometimes we go through things and what we're going through is so I can have a now I know moment. A now I know time. Well, I already know. I'm not talking just no. I'm talking about I know. You don't know what he's done for me. You don't know what he's given me. You don't know how he's brought me out. Oh, if you knew. You know, we come walking in. Everybody looks good. I stood out there for a while today, tonight, people coming in smiling. 
I didn't see one grump come in. Not one. I may not stood out there long enough. I don't know. But everybody looked happy, and everybody looked, whoa, I'm ready. I'm so, and, and all this that's going on. But I'm talking about something that transcends just this happiness. I got to be ready for that. You know, from the beginning, from the very beginning of time, from the beginning of everything, this has been God's purpose and His reason. Revelation 13 and 8, we read, whose names are written in the book of the life of the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Another translation says slain before the creation of the world. So in the mind of God, Calvary, Calvary was already there. In the mind of God, it was prepared. Why? So you and I could have a chance to have our sins forgiven. So we could have a chance to come to God. What I'm trying to tell you is, anything that's going on in my world, anything that is happening in my world, God is working things out to get me or to keep me saved. And that's worth everything. It is with this understanding that the power of the Word then is able to reach into us. I read it tonight. The author and the finisher of our faith. Think about it. The author and the finisher. I had to write some stories when I was in school. I hated every minute of it. But I... I, I thought today, I remember writing some pretty neat things because the pencil was in my hand and I not only wrote what was going on, I wrote the ending. And they came out pretty good. They got out of some serious problems. I don't know how I got them out, but I got them out. And you know what? I didn't have to know because I was the one with the pencil. I could write it the way I wanted to write it. He's the author and the finisher. He writes it. He knows what is coming, and he will finish it. Just know, and this is where we're at. And Jeremy, I wasn't planning on just picking on you, but it was on my mind. You guys have to know he isn't finished yet. He isn't finished yet. He is not finished yet. I know this, that, that. He isn't finished yet. And that's what this book is telling me. We need to understand what may be unplanned to you and I. I didn't see that. What may be something that, what in the world? But to him, it's a detailed, planned moment that has been very meticulously worked out. It's not an accident. Things happen like they happen. It's not, a, not in God. If I'm walking with God and this took place and this transpired and something else, 
I've got to take it and I've got to understand the things that I even wish I wasn't going through. It's not finished yet. Don't, don't just throw your hands up and say, Whoa, I don't know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to look to the author and then I'm going to look to the finisher and I'm going to hold on and I'm going to say, yes, God, it is right. I'm going to say this. I'm going to may not have any reason or wish I hadn't have said it when I'm finished, but I received a text today from one of my cousins in Ohio, a pastor and his two sons were in a house fire today. All three of them, they lost them. Now, where are you, how, do you, how do you get anything out of that? How can you work that out? A young couple, the wife and the rest of the family made it out. I, and I got that today when I'm thinking about all this. I said, God, God, I don't understand this. I knew his, his father. I, I knew who he was. I've never met the boy. But he pastors a church. But you know what? Even in the most dire of moments, God knows things we don't know. I want to be saved. I, I want to be saved. I mean, the Scripture said, what have I gained if I gain the whole world and I lose my own soul? I want to be saved. I want, God, do we not pray in the Lord's Prayer our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy will be done. Do we mean that? Or do we only mean that when his will brings blessings to me? Do I only mean that when everything that happens to me is good? It's wonderful. It's marvelous. Or do I mean that when I'm going through the worst of the worst of the worst? God, I can't understand. You take, and, and I couldn't help but think today, you take the apostles. Why are we told that there were some that were delivered from prison? There were some who were beaten and enchained. There were some who were beheaded, some who were tortured, some, what in the, God, what is going on? Wait a minute, it's the end result. There's a heaven to gain. There's something going on that we don't understand. There's some, why, and to me, to me, what, what really hit me when Paul and Silas, after being beaten, how they could, could we, we read, and they sang songs. And praise God. That's not easy. But when you know the author. And you realize he's the finisher. In the midst of the worst. Instead of just saying oh God. Why am I here? Why don't you just say oh God. I'm glad to know you are here. It depends how you look at it. It depends how you see it. Our negative moments can be God's moments of victory. How do you go through some of these difficult times? That's a, 
legitimate question. How do you go through? And that is what the apostle gives us in this scripture that I read. He said, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. And then he said, let us run. That word beset us, it means the sin that slows us down. Let us, he didn't say, let us keep walking. Let's run. Let's run. Let's, let's just make sure that what we're doing and how we're doing and where we're going. You know, I've looked at that verse over the years. There are a number of things that the sin that so, doth so easily beset us or slows us down. There's a number of things that this could reference. And so I think I have the permission that I could say that I'm going to include the sin that doth so easily slow us down. I'm going to include that that discourages us. Have you ever, have you ever walked into a church and everything that could possibly go wrong has gone wrong? Report's bad. Everything's bad. And that's the time that you come in and whoever's leading has a happy fit and wants everybody to just rejoice. Have you, has anybody else besides me ever said, leave me alone? <laughs> Didn't say it out loud, but I said it. <laughs> I don't feel like it. Raise my hand. I know there, I know, but I, Jerry, I don't feel like it. There's nothing wrong. But what I'm saying is, the things that discourage us slows us down. It doesn't kick me out of the church. It doesn't cause me to run away, but it slows me down in my reaching to God, in my worship to God, in my, 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 my ability to praise God. I am not here because everything's going right in my world. If, if you knew half the time some of the things that different people are going through, you would look at what you're going through and say, ooh, it ain't so bad after all. But I cannot let it cause me to bring me down. The things that come against us. I don't know what Satan can and cannot create in our lives. I know in Job, he had to have permission of God. I don't, I don't think he can zap you're going to have this problem. But what I personally think he does, he looks into our lives, and when there is a problem, he magnifies the problem. You know, one of our grandsons, it's been a year, I think a year ago, had a splinter in their foot. I'm not talking about a log. I'm talking about a small splinter. Their reaction was they had the biggest piece of wood that anybody could ever have in their foot. 
And I remember Mark pulled out his knife. First of all, when they saw the knife, it was Katie bar the door. Then when they got it close, it was, ah! Ah! And it was one of the guys. <laughs> he started digging. Finally, they had to let it go for a while, and then they easily pulled it out. But it just, Satan will magnify something that I can get through. And then when it slows us down, what does it do ultimately? It causes us to stop running. I'm not everywhere I'm going to go yet in God. I'm still running. I'm still, I'm still after it. Whatever you do, do not allow. I, oh, it's easy to say. I'm telling you, been there, done that, I know what I'm talking about. Whatever you do, don't you allow a problem, a sickness, a discouragement to ever stop you. Well, I can't go on. Why is it that when something happens, one of the first things people say is, I just don't feel like I'm going to go to church tonight. I told you this one time I had... Many, 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 many years ago, someone called me on a Wednesday night and said, I'm not going to be there tonight. I said, oh, are you sick? No. No. I said, okay. I thought, if you don't. And they really want me to ask them why. Well, I'm not going to ask you why. And then they said, I don't mind telling you. (laughs) What they really were saying is, I can't wait to tell you. They said, I had a terrible day today. Everything that could go wrong went wrong. I'm just not coming. I said, you know what? I think you made the right decision. They said, what? I said, you made the right decision. I said, I don't think there's any way church could help you tonight. There's no way God could touch you. There's not a chance in the world that you could walk in and God would lay a hand on you and bless you. You got that all figured out. So if I was you, I'd crank that recliner back and I'd just lay back there and I'd go to sleep and I'd just tell God, I'm mad. Well, I, I, I don't mean it that way. I said, yeah, that's exactly how you mean it. I said, I, I'll see you Sunday. They came to church Wednesday. <laughs> don't let it stop you. You're not the only one that has a problem. I'm glad we don't. I am so glad that through the years we have not had a service, you know, that all right, tonight we're going to have a problem-explaining service. Everybody with problems. We're going to start over here with Brother Charlie, and we're going to work our way around to Brother Moss. I don't want to be there. <laughs> I guess if we do that, I'm going to say, let's all stand, close our eyes before we start, and just with your eyes closed, I'm walking out. You know, 
don't. What is, what is, he says that instead of looking at the difficult moment, look unto him. Look, and that one translation says, look away. Now, wait a minute. But Charlie, if, if, if something's going on and I look away, that means I took my, I've taken my eyes off of the problem and I'm looking off at something else. Look away. Look to Jesus, the author and the finisher. Lift your eyes from your problem. Stop magnifying the problem. Can I tell you this? If you stop talking about it, it's not going to be nearly as large as you're making it. The more you, it's like a sore with a kid. You tell them, quit picking at that. It's a little sore to start with. In about a week, their finger's falling off. And you sit there, yeah, I told you not to do that. Go ahead, you deserve it now. No, you don't do that. But if you, if you keep talking about it, it gets worse. If you keep it on your mind, well, when I go to bed at night, it's what's on my mind. You know what? Before I go to bed at night, I get my Bible. I start reading, and I'll read a couple of chapters. I may read a dozen chapters. What are you doing? I'm getting my mind off everything. I'm thinking on, I'm getting my mind on him. Get your mind off the problem. When you wake up in the morning, before you get out of bed, start thanking God for giving you a day and start thanking God. Why? Because he's the author and he's also the one that's going to finish whatever you're going through. Thank him for being with you. Thank him. But I've got things I'm faced with. Thank him that he's with you and he's going to bless you and he's going to help you. You see, when you lift your eyes from your problem, what are you really doing? You're trusting Him. You're trusting Him. I let go. See, when it said, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher, I read that out of an original translation those words mean look to the originator. And the perfecter are the one who completes. It's not over yet. I'm just, just asking. I'm not going to ask for hands, but how many of us have felt at times we prayed for something and we felt an assurance, I'm going to do it, but it hadn't been done yet. Hadn't happened yet. You know what? It isn't finished yet. Just wait on the one who is the perfecter, the one who completes. The word finisher, I was kind of, I enjoy this. It may not mean anything to anybody else, but the word finisher this is the only place in the entire New Testament that word is used. Doesn't talk of anyone else, anything else. 
and the definition that the apostle used to write, it's a completer, a perfecter, who brings one through to the goal so as to win and receive the prize. Ultimately, I'm going to win this thing. But but I've been faced with this, but I'm going through this. Stop letting Satan feel like that's all he wanted to do to Job. You let me touch him, hear curse you, that's that's all I want him to do. I want him to look at the problems, the difficulty, and then he will curse you. God didn't do anything against me. God's with me. So what I'm saying is, keep your eyes on him. Keep Well, the problem's there. Yeah, it's there. But look to him. He's the one that ultimately will complete it. And then you need to realize, you're walking with the finisher right now. You're walking with the one who's going to finish this thing in your life. Isn't this exactly what David used when he was writing the 23rd Psalm? He, what, he leadeth me? He's with me? Because he's with me, I'm not going to fear these things. Don't just say, So sweetly, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Isn't that sweet? No. He's got to lead you. He's got to take the fear of whatever's going on away from you, and you keep walking. As much as we like to target, and we do, the victories, the miracles. Buddy, I love the miracles. I I like to read the Gospel of Luke because he was a physician. And what is it, twice the miracles? Do you know, Mr. Missionary? Come on. (laughs) How can you, missionary, not know that? (laughs) Luke writes more miracles than anybody else because he's the physician looking at it. I love it. I love the miracles. I love reading. Even... When I'm reading my Bible for my personal, not studying, but just my personal, and I know there's getting, to be, getting ready to, get, to be a miracle, I'm reading it like a child that's never read it before. Ooh, it's coming. It's about here. Oh. You know, I love the victories. But we cannot afford to miss what we are being told through the words, to get to the victory. Just about every person that has a great encounter with God has gone through a very severe, difficult time. Their world caves in. They've struggled. One of my favorite passages is in is in Kings, Second Kings, the fourth chapter, where it starts out, just opens up a wife of the one of the prophets, comes to the prophet Elijah, Elisha, and says, My husband, your servant, is dead. He died. 
Now, she's not complaining because her husband's died. The sadness, the tragedy said, but you know that he loved you, the Lord. You know how good he was. And now the creditors have come. They're going to take my kids to be slaves to pay off the debt. And what do we get? You go down a couple of verses, wham, the miracle of the little cruise of oil that fills every empty pot. Yes, I want that in my life. But you know what I don't want? I don't want the death. I don't want the creditors to come. I don't want to have to look around and say, I don't have anything. I don't know what I'm going to do. But she endured that. But God wasn't finished yet. You could look at Elijah, Elisha. You could look at Moses. You could look at David. You could go on down. You could look Daniel. Man, wasn't Daniel in those lines? Wasn't that awesome? No one, no part of it. I don't even want to smell the lions, let alone lay down with them. Oh, the three Hebrew children, the fire, that just gets me. Yeah, it gets you all right. But they all struggled. We target the miracle that may be given to them. We, we look at the miracle, but we tend to ignore what brings them to their various encounters with God. If it weren't for the struggle, Daniel had to go to the Lord in prayer. If it weren't for the king and the wicked men trying to stop him, there would have been no lions. You could go on down, on down, on down. See, my help, your help, has already been given to us from God. It's here. Jeremy, God just assured me today, I was praying early this morning for all of y'all. I felt such a beautiful assurance. It didn't finish yet. It's not over. I'm there. When I catch sight of this truth in God, and you have to catch it, God always has a plan. Sean, God brought y'all to our church. Some things have happened. But you look at me and you listen to me. It's not over yet. There's some other things getting ready to happen. God's going to do some awesome things. He always has a plan. Why did this happen? Why did this go on? Why? When I realize He always has... Go ahead and stand. Keisha's ready to stand. I'm sorry, Keisha. I'm picking... Keisha, I want you to know, whether you believe it or not, we talk about how thankful we are that God brought you here. When you walk in the doors of this church, you make this church a better church. I want No, I'm serious. I'm very serious. When you come in, it touches us. 
And I'm, I'm so glad. But if we will ever get to the place that we understand God has a plan, at that point, I won't find myself wondering or waiting, wondering what I'm going to do or how am I going to get through. All I'm going to be able to say is I know He's working. I know He's working. I know you're working in my life, God. I know you have something going on, God, and I'm going to trust you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Why don't you lift a hand with me and just reach out to God if you would, please. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, God. Hallelujah. God has a way. Yes. 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 Yes.